so good it only needs one star. High Mystery Millions of years of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Men have to stick it in every place they can, but for women, women is just about security and commitment and whatever the fuck else. <laughs> Nobody killed anybody. Somebody died. It happens all the time. Life goes on. It always does until it doesn't. But you know that, don't you? No dream is ever just a dream. And you're not dreaming now. You're indeed listening to High Mystery, the podcast. <laughs> God, what is that from? Oh, you'll find out. Uh, It's coming. (laughs) I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And this is High Mystery, the podcast. Yeah, it is. We get high and talk about mysteries. Mm -hmm. My most favorite part of that is getting high. (laughs) (laughs) He'd really rather be home alone getting high, honestly. (laughs) I do enjoy the communal aspect (laughs) of getting high with your friends and the, you know, storytelling and yeah yeah we should be sitting around a fire you know and yeah especially if we had like um that stuff that are you afraid of the dark those yeah yeah yeah. like the magic sand a little bit of gunpowder um today i got rolled up in a little personal it's a hemp wrap um blue cherry raspberry blue cherry raspberry i think blue ras blue raspberry raspberry cherry Uh, inside it's got that space coyote which has a glue tied herb and uh dosi glue resin it's got 26.4 percent combined thc yeah lose our little space coyote yeah i have a pineapple paradise high hand prep my standard inside i've got quite a salad going on from the farmer and the felon cannabis company we've got wedding cake we've got local cannabis company delivering us some dosy face uh cypress cannabis rocking some sour kosher at 22.4 percent cypress cannabis big smooth rocking 26.5 percent uh, some high caliber established 2016 hybrid uh, culotto, uh, and that is rocking 20.1%. Now, that's a salad, that's not like oh, Caesar salad with croutons and parmesan, that's like a chef salad. It's got all the goodies in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't you can't get it through a drive through. This has you know, frise and Right, baby all those spinach, different greens. Baby romaine. Yeah, it's a fancy salad. <laughs> I've got uh, a couple of pre-roll joints. And it's uh, Saints. Sinners and Saints, right? Yeah. Or is it says Skinner's on top or something? Saints Artist Series Skinner. Okay. <laughs> I think Skinner is the artist. Saints is the brand. Oh, Okay. I don't know. It's got five joints in it. The box is pretty cool because it's a limited edition artist box. Boom, limited dish. Yeah, if you want to see what it looks like, you'll have to get on our Twitch channel. Or Whoa. just see us on YouTube. Yep. Um, it doesn't have any information uh, about like THC or anything in that uh, on the box. So 
Mysteries. Yeah, I have not yet smoked them. I'm excited. If Rob falls them. asleep, it's um, it's a high proof indigo. <laughs> it's probably a sativa. If I fall asleep, to be honest, oh, yeah, I think they like have a, like a bit of a. Re- a you got, dis- you got yeah. dyslexic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're touching our tips together. And again, this touching is our tips why you want to watch the YouTube or the Ding. Twitch. You could be Off tapping one tips one with us. Just like the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, wait. It's, uh... Oh, wait, it says more. Rob's got more information. Uh, Everybody shut up. Everybody stop. No, no, don't light up. Tristan. <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> There's so much more weed knowledge it's, to come our way. It's under the thing. Oh, they put a little card in yeah. there. Yeah. It's a body high pain and stress relief. Sounds indica. 60% indica. See? Uh, We're all afraid. Granimals. Granimals, nice. Granimals is, okay. I don't know. Granimals, huh? Granimals. And then it has other words that I can't pronounce. I Are you sure it doesn't say grr, animals? Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm sure. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't seem sure. It, it doesn't say grr, dot, 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 animals. Let me see that. <laughs> it's not multiple R's. <laughs> So, as we said, we smoke weed and we talk about mysteries, so we smoked weed. But first, before we get into the mysteries, I have some weed-formation. Weed-formation? Yeah, because we are also a weed show amongst, uh... For our listeners, weed-formation is very similar (laughs) to information. (laughs) Very similar. But all the information I will be giving you will be (laughs) weed-related. So, if you're a listener, you know, you've heard me talk about having this, like, mystery card that had all this information about all the different (coughs) qualities of THC and THCA and blah, 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 and I could never find it. Well, I found it! Oh my god, the internet! No, it it was in, um... It was the card. Yeah, it's like a physical card that I had to find. I tried to find it on the internet, and I could not, so we have the only version of this in existence, to my knowledge. Oh my god. Yeah, forget you, internet. Um, So, in this card, it lists all the different types of uh, THC. So we got like THC, CBD, CBG, CBN, CBC, THCA, THCV, CBD... Uh, I don't know what that means. That's <laughs> CBDA. So the way that was going, I thought you were gonna start listing like the the strain from Resident Evil, oh. <laughs> the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. God, yeah. there's a lot of them in there. Well, the cool thing is that each one of those things has like a different effect on your body. Um, so whenever you, we now with the laws and stuff, it actually some of it has it ran out like. THCA this much percent, that means nothing to some people, but after today, it might mean something to you. Okay. Uh, So THC, the benefits of that alone are that it relieves pain, reduces vomiting and nausea, reduces inflammation, aids in sleep, inhibits tumor growth, cancer (coughs) cells, nervous system protectant, suppresses muscle spasm, relieves anxiety, and stimulates appetite. Okay. okay. Uh, so CBD. It's also, a solid list. Yeah. yeah. Real good. Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. Lots of important stuff. Uh, CBD hits a lot of the things. It also relieves pain. Uh, it kills and slows bacteria growth. It reduces oh. blood sugar levels, reduces nice. vomiting and nausea, reduces cool. seizures and convulsions, 
reduces inflammation, reduces risk of artery blockage, inhibits tumors and growth as well, cancer cells, nervous system protectant, suppresses muscle spasms, relieves anxiety, modulates the immune system, reduces spasms in small intensities, or no, reduces spasms in small intestines, and tranquilizing antipsychotic. Oh, <laughs> a tranquilizing antipsychotic. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, like, if you're tripping out too hard on the THC, take some CBD, and it'll, like, level nice. you out. I'm a big fan of the CBD. Uh, so we also got CBG. Oh, CBG. Okay. And that one kills... The new kid on the block. Exactly. Welcome to town, CBG. <laughs> that one kills or slows bacteria growth. Okay. Reduces inflammation, All inhibits right. tumor growth and cancer cells, and relieves anxiety. You also got CBN, which relieves pain, kills and slows bacteria growth, aids in sleep, and suppresses muscle spasms. You got CBC, which relieves pain, reduces inflammation, inhibits tumor growth, and relieves anxiety. Now you have THC... A, right? THCV. Oh, THCV. Yes. This is the vampire strain. The vampire strain, yes. If you consume enough of this, you will be immortal. Uh, No, it relieves pain, it suppresses appetite and weight loss. It's the only cannabinoid in marijuana to do that. Oh, okay. That actually suppresses the appetite and increases weight loss. Seems like it the vampire ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reduces seizures and convulsions and it relieves anxiety. Now, THCA okay. reduces vomiting and nausea, reduces seizures and convulsions, reduces inflammation, inhibits tumor growth slash cancer cells, suppresses muscle spasms, <laughs> and reduces spasms in the small intestine. And then lastly, CBDA reduces nausea and vomiting, reduces inflammation, and inhibits tumor growth in cancer cells. Sounds like they do a lot of the same things for the most part with small variations here or there. Yeah, and it's nice to know that like a lot of weed has most of those things in it. Yeah, for sure. Different varying Amount. So, like, if you wanted something more in one area than in the other, then you would yeah. just try to, like, find that on the packaging and lean if into If you want that. to suppress appetite, then you would go with THCV. Yeah. If you yeah. wanted low anxiety, uh, then you'd probably go with CBG. And That's what I want to do now is just get some THCV. Just smoke it all day. Just to eat Ritz crackers. <laughs> I'm not advocating that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> got Slim Jims and fucking THCV, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new diet that's taking the nation by storm. Do you want to lose weight at a rapid rate that have your family saying, oh my God, are you sick? <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think that it's good to give out some weed information every now and then as we are a weed podcast as well. Well, yes. one thing I take away from that is like, who knows what they could figure out if they worked a little more on isolating those individual parts. Agreed. Like if it hadn't been lumped in as jazz cigarettes all these years. Agreed. Or yeah. even just, uh, we have a strain that we know is high in 
uh, THCV and then yeah. like trying to breed that to like higher amounts as opposed to like doing it chemically, which they could also do like. Yeah, yeah isolate the chemical yeah. compound. I would. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be down for either any variation of that. Uh, Even if they're not isolating, if they're just... Yeah, if they're just breeding yeah. and breeding and these getting, plants. You know, this plant has high THCV, so we're going to keep cropping it out until it's stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger. Who yeah. knows what crazy variant will come from just breeding one type of THV or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm looking to smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the mystery for today... Drum roll, please. All right. <laughs> if WAPs are real, why has Ben Shapiro never seen one and his wife's doctor agrees? <laughs> Wait. That's a lot. <laughs> ben Shapiro is that, uh, like, conservative... Yeah. Oh, it's just. That's, yeah. not, really, that's not really the mystery. <laughs> really, I was like, well, let's break down a few things because not everybody knows who Tris Ben is, Shapiro is. Chris is working on his tight five. <laughs> that's basically him asking the audience, so who knows Ben Shapiro? Huh? <laughs> ben Shapiro. <laughs> or let's just talk about WAPs and all the funny memes going around about Ben Shapiro not knowing that. Uh, Vaginas can get moist. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did not know any of yeah, that. Yeah, you put up a post being like, that's not a real thing. My wife's doctor agrees, and he says it's, it's like uh, a medical condition, like they oh, got God. gonorrhea or something, or uh, a yeast Lord infection or something. So there's all these memes going around that, like, yeah, WAPs don't exist because I've never seen one. <laughs> My wife's never had a WAP, so they can't be real. <laughs> introducing thousands of people to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, just, I think I'm just introducing you two. I feel like everyone else knows. No, I, I mean, I've awesome. never heard this, seen this meme or anything. I just oh. happened to come across a few Ben Shapiro videos on YouTube that make me is. grit my teeth and throw my computer. <laughs> well, I guess we'll Do you get need, in like counseling or something. <laughs> no, I just need more out. THZV. <laughs> so we'll get into the real mystery. Oh, you're, okay. are you gonna tell us what that opening was? Because I I know I've heard it before. Oh, I thought you were gonna say yeah, you know what it is. I if I had to make a guess, do it, guess it. Make I it. would say that. I mean, everything just goes back to the cable guy is what I'm thinking. It can't possibly be that. I wish. I, I wish feel I like, could make every episode. I feel like it may be. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or something. Well, maybe if I tell you the, the title of the mystery, you'll know mm -hmm. where it might have come from. Maybe. Did Making Eyes Wide Shut get Kubrick murdered? Oh. I told you. It's from Eyes Wide it's Shut. Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise says this. Um, a lot of I took a couple quotes from different things. Like they're all quotes from Eyes Wide <laughs> Shut, said by different people. Okay. But I feel like it really. I've certainly heard incised the movie. Yeah, monologue type thing. Mm -hmm. That movie is crazy. First off, this is what I know about Eyes Wide Shut. Orgy. Well, yeah, they have an orgy. That <laughs> That's what I know. End of reference. For <laughs> right. Me. I've never seen it. Uh, like I watched it. I masturbated. Two minutes later, I turned it off. <laughs> I think it's the longest continuous production of a movie ever. 
Oh, so they were filming it for like they two years. They filmed or it for like yeah, a ridiculously long, like two years. Like, I mean, it can't be that can't be that now because now they made that movie where they followed that, that kid boyhood, but that's not a continuous production. Uh, well, like that's true. like I mean, from beginning to end, this is the only thing the guy worked what on. What about Robbie Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that was nine years. Yeah, before okay. reshoots. <laughs> oh, so I think anyway. So your information is wrong, right? I feel like I feel like it is. I feel like something I'm not saying correctly. Well, but whatever. it is long. It is a long process. Whatever the case, they filmed it for a long time. They did. <laughs> uh, so who's Stanley Kubrick? I mean, oh. <laughs> I'm just ready to participate Do like it. a kid at your like sitting at the front of the TV, like I know who Stanley Kubrick is. <laughs> All right, he's, little Billy. He's the director who's directed some of my favorite movies. Same. Uh, he was born in New York City on July 26, 1928. Okay. He worked as a photographer for Look Magazine before exploring filmmaking in the 1950s. And he does go on to direct a number of acclaimed films. 2001 Space Odyssey. The Shining. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Not Stanley Kubrick. No, no, no. That's not even <laughs> the movie I'm thinking of. What's the one with the eye makeup? It's Clockwork Clockwork, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a total brain wire. Like, my brain synapses severed real quick. It's okay now. We're <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, a bunch more. We kind of have to start uh, where we've mentioned briefly before. So this is, in a sense, a Tristan's hole, but not at the same time. Okay. Yeah, because we... We did the moon landing being faked, yeah. and so, like, there is the conspiracy of Kubrick filming that, which I'm going to have to revisit for this whole thing. You can't keep that thing lit to save your life, can you? No. Come on, Saints. It's really hard. It's really hard for one man to keep this thing going. So conspiracy theorists persist that their beliefs on the moon landing was a hoax and that they suspect that Hollywood helped NASA to do it and that it was none other than Stanley Kubrick himself to direct it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically... I've heard that before. They point to the fact that it looks a lot like 2001 A Space Odyssey. And like he learned a lot of techniques for that movie that would have worked for this moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before the moon landing happens, you're right. He shoots 2001 A Space Odyssey. And so like all the movies he did before that, just to like say them. He did uh, Flying Padre, Day of the Fight, uh, Fear and Desire, The Seafarers, Killer's Kiss, The Killing, Paths of Glory, Spartacus, Lolita, Doctor That's Strange. Doctor Strange, Strange Love. And then he did the 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. Then he did Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> so a significant portion of the movie takes place on the surface of the moon, where astronauts discover a black uh, monolith that holds the key to mankind's evolution. Yeah. Uh, so while working on 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, the theory goes that Kubrick was contacted by NASA and was ordered to help them fake the landing of Apollo 11 and 12. And I don't know if he was the first one to use it, but I feel like he made famous that... It's, I think it's literally called Theme from Space Odyssey. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, they assume that his knowledge and understanding of that front projection technique was the key to making the footage seem believable. Oh. And basically what that is, it's like in order to achieve the sense of scale needed for the moon, uh, he employed front projection, which places actors in the foreground with pre-filmed footage in the background to create the illusion of scale and space. Uh, so the technique was also used in Dawn of the Man sequence at the beginning of the movie. Okay. I mean, it is possible that Stanley Kubrick was called to be like, <laughs> hey, uh, Stanley, like, we might not make it to the moon before the Russians. Can you, like, just in case we can't make it, can we fake, you know, can you film a, faking us moon? Do your best, like, army general voice calling Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Stanley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stanley? Yeah, there you go. I'm, now I'm feeling this. Okay, now what do you call I mean, Stanley Cooper yeah. can say? The country that. needs you. <laughs> As a proud American. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, because yes. you got to figure there's a red scare. Yeah. And we're also trying to beat the Russians to the moon. Listen, Stanley, there's a red scare on. <laughs> And we're trying to beat the Russians to the moon. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't say that there's a red scare. To there's Stanley. a red scare on, I tell you. You basically strong arm them like, hey, are you an American or are you a communist? Oh, wow. You know, if you're a communist, then you'll never make another movie in this town again. Because, quite frankly... But if you're a red-blooded American... Yeah. <laughs> then you'll help us fake the moon landing if we need you. Yeah. I still like the idea that they went up there, there was aliens, they were like, shit, we can't show this to nobody, we'll just redo it down here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, if they can get to the moon, but like there's something wrong with the video or something like that, the video feed yeah. cuts out. Then Stanley Kubrick is right there, ready to go, ready to beam that shit to millions of people. I mean, what if like the footage that we do see is just uh, the stuff that they could show us, and then it like went really bad, so they had to shoot some more to make mm -hmm. it work. I mean, it could you just know? be a yeah, stock footage from the shooting mm -hmm. on a soundstage in Los Feliz. Yeah. Or, and then they, they use the actual audio recording from their space landing oh. just to overlap with mm -hmm. that because you don't have to sync anything. Yeah. There's no sound other than people talking yeah. into See a microphone. Faces, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's very plausible. And they also, in the theory that gets him to like agree to do it, is that they like agree to fund his next five films. Oh, oh. wow. See, I thought it would but be I mean, the other way. It would be really easy, probably, to find out who funded those films. I mean, if it's... I mean, private backers or people who are connected and don't know that they're connected. Like, sure. Blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, in movies, we got those beautiful credits at the end that tell us everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, but it could I've, be an organization. A so many movies that just put random things. Like, half of the people they put in the credits don't exist. <laughs> They're just like, know. oh, we need this to make it look like a real project. We're, <laughs> I, it can't be that one guy did everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could. they could be, like, funded by John Smythe, you know, where it's not who did it, but that's the name that they decided to give the List. people on the credits. Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> I will say... If that's the case, it's a good deal because he goes on to win a bunch of uh, stuff for his 
his future films, which are like A Clockwork Orange. Yes. Uh, Barry Lyndon. I don't know if I've seen that one. I think that one was pre... COVID. <laughs> of course. Before, uh, the Shining. Yes, Shining. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yes, great film. And uh, yeah, and then ending with Eyes Wide Shut. So yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, that Barry Lyndon was in between Clockwork Orange and The Shining. Uh, yeah. It was in like 1975. Uh, Clockwork Orange is 71 and The Shining is 80. I'd say, without a doubt, favorite Kubrick movie, Dr. Strangelove. As where he just, rides the bomb? Yeah, they have that scene where he rides the bomb. I don't even like, really remember that movie. That's where they're in the war room for most yeah, of the Yeah, they're in the movie. war room pretty much the whole movie. That's not my favorite. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, 2001 Space Odyssey is my favorite. I just think it's got way too many shots of space with like that orchestral music overlay. Where it's I mean, like, it could be an hour and a half movie. They made that three hours. I probably remember yeah. the most stuff from Clockwork Orange. And then after that, Full Metal Jacket, as far as like one-liners. Like, I could make you suck a golf ball through a garden hose. It's always the first half of the movie that yeah. people like the best. They don't know the second half all that well. That's true, because that's yeah. just like all the training it's, and stuff. And yeah, then... <laughs> the second half is just war. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen one war movie. You've seen yeah. <laughs> Um, so there are clues to that this whole thing could be true and the fact that he tries to tell everyone in The Shining that he done did the, the moon landing. He done did the moon landing. Yeah, so... Okay. The Shining, which was released 11 years after the landing on the moon, uh, in the movie, Danny Torrance, played by the child actor, is seen wearing a knitted jumper with an Apollo 11 rocket on its front. Uh, the scene where Danny first encounters room 237, he's seen playing on a carpet that is said to resemble the aerial photography of the launch pad of Apollo 11. Okay, I'd have to pause it. Yeah, <laughs> and go look at an aerial Yeah, photo I'd, I'd have to see a side-by-side. Side. <laughs> uh, when Danny picks up the tennis ball, which is supposed to represent the hoax itself, he then enters room 237 and comes out of it attacked and bruised. Later, in the climax of the movie, Jack Torrance, played by Jackie N, uh, screams and raves about the responsibility that's been placed on him and that he has signed a contract to maintain the hotel and that he is responsible for holding its secrets. Uh, <laughs> the interpretation asserts that The Shining was in part Kubrick trying to confess his role in the moon landing uh, from the carpets to Jack Nicholson's crazed rants, uh, acting as Kubrick's vented frustrations. Uh, Jay Widener, oh, yeah, sure. an author, an independent filmmaker, put forward the theory in the documentary Room 237, which itself is an examination of the different uh, interpretations of The Shining. Um, okay. I don't know if they go into adrenochrome, but I know we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, so The Shining is a Stephen King novel. Is any of that kind of stuff in the Stephen King novel? I'm pretty sure he doesn't write. Little Danny comes out wearing his Apollo 11 knitted sweater. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I mean, like, uh, out of room 237, that kind of thing. Well, it wouldn't matter because it's not about Stephen King. It's about Kubrick. 
Well, you're talking about sure. maybe like the rants and stuff Yeah, like that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, like any like type of rants could have been ripped from the book itself. That's true, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah, what... Yeah, me neither. Yeah, what the book has and what Stanley Kubrick is like, nah, fuck the book. I got a message to put out. Right? I mean, yeah. I feel like Stephen King's pretty famous for like not liking interpretations of his work, but I know he like hated The Shining so much that he made a yeah. new version of The Shining. Yeah, he made a different version of The Shining because he did not like Kubrick's uh, adaptation. So there you go. Maybe he was like, yeah. what is all this ranting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not any truther or anything like that. I need to make my own Shining. <laughs> so Kubrick's messages are pretty simple, and that is that we know nothing. Uh the truth demonstrated via allegory, the story of a powerful man beset by demons, was an expose written in code. It revealed a dynamic that had long played out in sectors of elite society, but was not glimpsed until our own age, an age of scandal, the most telling being the scandal of Jeffy Epstein. Oh, uh, Epps. Yes. It all comes back to adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so to connect Stanley Kubrick and Jeffrey Epstein, which, you know, I'm sorry to do Stanley. <laughs> uh, I know you want no connection whatsoever. Yeah, I'm a monster of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the of billionaire influencer peddler Jeffrey Epstein for the alleged repeated and systemic trafficking sexual assault of underage girls is Let's more... Let's just say confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can... I mean, convicted, right? Yeah, but he's a sexual predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Kubrick died twenty years ago, so it's yeah. like... right. This is more like <laughs> proof that he was showing the truth of the system, and everyone was yeah, like, "Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a movie." But like now, we're seeing in front of our eyes that like this type of world exists. <laughs> it's compelling evidence of corruption among the most powerful political and business interested in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, so public knowledge so far, uh, yeah. Who are the potential co-conspirators? Conspirators. Conspirators. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, everyone that was in Eyes Wide Shut. Right. <laughs> so many left unnamed and uh, immunized of Jepstein's 2007 non-persecution agreement negotiated by Trump's disgraced former labor secretary. Uh, they also say, why did Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance prosecute, intervene in an effort to downgrade Epstein from level three sex offender status? then uh, failed to enforce, along with the NYPD, the court-mandated uh, check-ins Epstein's uh, that they were supposed to give him. Yeah, I ask myself that every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly shouting it to the void. While I'm making coffee, <laughs> while I'm in the shower. People around here are asking me to shut up about it. <laughs> Basically, Stanley Kubrick's final movie, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, embraced from both directions, baffling critics and audiences in 1999, but it has become a divine, defining movie of the Epstein uh, era. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, in short, Eyes Wide Shut is not fiction. It's a documentary. Oh, it's a great artist at the end of a brilliant career uncovering the hidden evil. And it got him killed? Yeah. 
What is, you know, what is the function of art? Is it to show us something deriving or beautiful or new? Or is it tell us what we've always known but never admitted to ourselves? <laughs> well, I, I, love <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Eyes Wide Shut is also a novel. Well, it's an a- adaptation from a different... Uh, it's just source material. Basically, he yeah. acquired the rights to a material novel by Australian writer Arthur Schnitzler. Yeah, good oh, old Schnitty. Schnitty, my boy. <laughs> Schnitty! <laughs> um, and it was basically the prototype for his his story. So yeah, I'm just wondering, is, is it uh, so rife with comments on uh, the political elite and all that kind of shit? I think it's more about... Um, A father and son trip to the (laughs) Serengeti. Well, first, let me go into Eyes Wide Shut for a second. Sure. For those who haven't seen it. For those who haven't seen it. Dr. Bill Hartford, which is Tom Cruise, and his wife, Alice, which is Nicole Kidman, they explore the possibility of infidelity newly possible with their entrance into high society. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which lifts them from a state of childish naivete until Bill's exploration brings him to a place that he will never be allowed. Uh, in the movie's central sequence, Bill is stung by his wife uh, reencountering a sexual fantasy. You know, his ego is all bruised. And so he follows an old friend to a secret event at a Long Island mansion where he gains entry to a masked orgy with a password. He is found out and turned and like brought for the council or whatever. And because of his actions, or or maybe they're gonna do it anyways, um, a woman dies under suspicious circumstances. What? <laughs> yeah. Crazy movie. Um, and so it's interesting that they take him to a Long Island mansion because Epstein has also had Long Island mansion parties with all these elites. And so it's alluded to like that whole situation is like the going-ons of every day with... But there's no one, like, underage in Eyes Wide Shut, right? No. No, but... Not that we know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, who's to say what those... You know, they could have been Maya. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. But the, the like, issue is that Tom Cruise is experiencing infidelity. Like, why does he get kicked out of the masked orgy? That's He's not one understand. of them. Oh. Yeah, he just got... He sneaks in. Yeah, he sneaks in. He knows the password because his buddy was invited or something. Uh, yeah. And then they find him out. Yeah. Like, you don't belong! Oh. Yeah. Now we're going to kill You're this You're not guy. rich enough to be an infidelity with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings into question uh, the death being because of the movie is because Kubrick's death in 1999 was of a quote-unquote heart attack, but it was six days after the screening Mm -hmm. was done of a completed Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, he he basically, like, they showed him a finished product, and there was a lot of times when, you know, he'd be, like, still making little tweaks here and there right before it's, you know, supposed to be released. Um, and so he was constantly checking it out, retooling it, retooling it. And like each time that you'd see it, he'd be like, there's more edits that I want to make. And they showed it to him and they were like, 
do you want to make any more edits or anything? And he was sick and then, you know, couldn't work on it and then died. Mm, so we don't know, way. yeah, if, if that finished product is really what he intended or if there was still well, more Well, what tweets. we saw, I don't know. But, like, he, I feel like he finalized on a version and then was killed. And then whether or not what we have seen was... Oh, okay. Because there was a screening where he was like, yes. And then six days later, he died, and then they released the film. So it could have easily been retooled after he passed away, is what you're saying? Right. There were a lot of lines in there, like, I just don't know, I'm really conflicted about what I did for the U.S. government. <laughs> right. Well, part of it, they believe, is because it has a lot of, like, occult imagery, like mm. pyramid face masks, and it has, like, the same Illuminati energy, if you mm. will, as, like, a dollar bill. I think there is also the idea that there's maybe bordering on NC-17. Mm -hmm. And so they might have had to have, like, taken out some of the more gratuitous stuff or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, And then what you were saying as well about him, like, telling everyone about the moon landing. And they're like, look, you were supposed to be quiet about that. And, <laughs> and we let it slide, but now you're blowing up our spot about our orgy parties. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's been like 30 years since that uh, moon landing. This is 1999. <laughs> so there are photos that exist of a deleted scene, um, but some people say that it was just like, a dream, a dream sequence that counterbalanced Bill's experience at the orgy with sexual imaginings of Alice. Uh, um, okay. Sure. But whether or not that's true, I don't know. Uh, Kubrick's personal assistant, Leon, he says that he had completed the, his final cut, sending the movie onto the studio with a simple message, this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kubrick's note, Intentions for the music implements and fine-tuning uh, still needed at the time of his death were put into place. And then uh, in- apparently Kubrick had intended to make specific allegations with Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And no good because he passed away. Right. Exactly. So since 1968 release, of 2001 Space Odyssey, Kubrick wanted to adapt the movie Traum Novella. And that's the, it's called A Dream Story. And that's the story by Arthur, Sh- Arthur Sh- Schnitzler. Schnitty. Uh, Schnitty. Yeah, yeah, old Schnitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Schnitty, my boy! I mean, he did want to make AI. That's another movie that he was. Un- Steven Spielberg un- made it. Spielberg made it. Perfected it, really. Yeah, it took it to new heights. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, maybe that he was trying to tell us something with that. Maybe mm-hmm. he knew something we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they suggest that, you know, reality is catching up to the political reads of Eyes Wide Shut. And uh, so there's like this Harvard Nielsen whatever it's <laughs> the Harvard you knew yeah. yeah. don't worry about it you know Yale, Stanford, whatever yeah, yeah. he sees the film as a, a warning against a society where the social fabric of trust uh, deteriorates into uh, 
her monad of suspicion paving the way to an increasingly authoritarian political climate. Okay. I thought he was just trying to tell us to update our passwords. <laughs> Basically, he's saying they're going to be telling us what to do. Uh, yeah, so another big quote from Eyes Wide Shut is that, like, uh, this guy Ziegler's, he's Sidney Pollock in the movie. Ziggy. Oh, Sid- Ziggy. Ziegler's. Uh, he is brought into the billiards room uh, to, like, tell Tom Cruise about why that woman died or whatever. And... Uh, Basically, it's like, those weren't ordinary people in there. If I told you their names, I'm not going to tell you their names, but if I did, I don't think you'd sleep so well. Okay. <laughs> so, President of the United States, uh, Bin Laden. <laughs> uh, Stanley Kubrick wanted to make Eyes Wide Shut for over 30 years. He, like I said, he had required the rights to that novel that he was like the the basis for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly meant to... Uh, <laughs> what am I saying in my notes? <laughs> <laughs> he clearly meant to. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to make the orgy sequence. He loved the orgy sequence. Yeah, he built the movie around the orgy sequence. <laughs> it was like, I believe the movie was orgy. <laughs> we got a book in there somewhere. Find me a book with an orgy. I'm going to jam an orgy into this movie. Watch me. We know that Kubrick is obsessed with conspiracies, uh, plots, symbols, and ghosts, haunted history, a past from which uh, the protagonist can't shake free. Um... So that's why he does Passive Glory in the beginning. He does Lolita, which um, is about the self-justifying sickness of the most cultured yeah. men. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Strangelove suggests our military leaders are governed by an even more uh, obscene logic than our predators. The Shining is uh, America's haunted house where the blood of massacred Native Americans pours out of the elevators, you know. So, like, he's very much pro, like, fuck the government. Okay. The government's shady. Like, that's my interpretation. Like, a lot of his sure. films base around, like, you think society is out there to help us, <laughs> but, like, history and facts say differently. Yeah, I, I definitely see that in Dr. Strangelove. Sure. I mean, it's all parody at that point. I mean, he's basically getting a Nazi in the war room who's controlling the U.S. (laughs) It's pretty fucking tongue-in-cheek. And then the whole world is destroyed because of hubris. I love that movie. (laughs) He definitely shines the light on the worst parts of society. Mm -hmm. So it leads to say, is that enough to warrant someone to murder him? Um, or do, are you more on the boat that he just happened to get sick it just happened to be towards the end of this film that kind of like blows out the water of a lot of these like high profile elites how old was he when he died I want to say like in his 70s 1928 1999 yeah so damn near 80 yeah 79 years old that's not exactly a spring chicken 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any reason to think that it's a weird heart attack? Is there anything to suggest any reason to think that he just didn't have, I, to have a heart attack? I will say that this, the movie Eyes Wide Shut, it was taxing for everyone involved. Uh, the Just the, the shooting of that and everything was fucking a nightmare like they were I'll look up the trivia on it oh it's it's intense because like tom cruise and nicole kidman were like forced to do the same shit over and over and like for hours they would do the same one line yeah and he would just say keep doing it keep doing it harder and more intense fucking just, I mean, I will say there's something for that. Like, I know as an actor, that's it's got to be frustrating. But like, eventually, you just are doing random ass shit, and you don't know what's gonna hit. And like, sure. maybe there's a, a glimpse of a brilliant one liner or something. You're just like, you broke into the point where you're like, I don't know what fucking else how to say this goddamn line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that I think uh, they pretty much credit that with ending Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise's marriage. They got married <laughs> right before uh, making that movie. And like the first two years of their marriage were Let's just that movie. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. Jesus. That's got to be a hard one to shake. Yeah, it's know? a tough honeymoon for sure. Yeah. Especially because it's strife with like a lot of emotional tension and like distrust. Yeah. and Yeah, it's all about, uh, you know... Leaving your monogamy behind. Yeah. So. Well, also just like uh, he does not handle it well. Like he definitely has an ego, and like the, just the fact that she even like is recounting a fantasy that did not play out or whatever, and his ego yeah. is so bruised and so like. People are allowed to have fantasies, bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably not a good idea for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> she has a fantasy, and you respond by going to an orgy. Ooh. <laughs> really a zero to 60 reaction there. <laughs> well, with that, it's a cut. It's a wrap on another episode of High Mystery, the podcast. Everyone can wrap up and go home. We've checked the gate. We've done the martini shot. A bunch of film lingo. Bring an apple box over here. <laughs> I got to ask you about all of those after this. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You guys are the Bye. best. We didn't say our names. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm the only one who knows how we do this show. <laughs> Bye. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.